Welcome to the Revival Center Podcast, where you can hear the latest messages and thoughts from our church. We hope you are encouraged and blessed by today's message. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Revival Center Podcast. We're so glad that you're here joining us again today. And if this is your first time, welcome. We're so glad to have you. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you are listening on. That is the best way that you can keep up to date with everything that is going on here on our podcast. And so we've had several devotions going on lately. Um, hey, we're looking forward to uh, having some more interviews here coming up shortly. Um, I know you guys love those. And so, hey, we're looking to those here coming up. But um, as of right now, we're going uh, doing kind of some different series, some different uh, thoughts and teachings kind of on how the Bible has implications for our daily life. And, um, you know, I, I was thinking about today of what we were going to talk about and uh, I was thinking about some things that have been happening kind of recently, especially in the social media sphere, um, at least in our part of the world, um, in you know our part of Alabama, uh, to those who are listening outside of uh, our area. You might not be having this, but you will understand kind of the phenomenon and the, the same uh, feeling wherever you live. And so we had some different uh, moments that happened. Uh, we had a, a girl who was, uh, you know, supposedly kidnapped on the interstate, and she showed up to her home two days later, and there was some intrigue about that. And then um, there was a, a child who had apparently been uh, their their uh, people's vehicle was stolen with their child inside of it, and they're begging for people to bring back, but it turns out that the car had just rolled away across the street, and so just some weird things happening, and it's kind of caught, both of those uh, events caught the social media world by storm. You had people who were sharing, hey, let's pray for this. Let's have our thoughts and, you know, prayers with them. You know, they need to find the child or find the girl and um, all this distress and commenting. And then you have those who are saying, this sounds fishy. This sounds weird. I don't like the sound of this. I don't, this doesn't make sense. And then people go far enough to then, you know, almost attack the people that are involved and saying, oh, well, they're bad actors. Oh, they're doing these things. And all of this is happening. And then everybody's commenting. Everybody's on this side or that. People are saying that this side is unloving. The other people are saying these people are, you just have wool over your eyes. You're going and all of this. And all of this has happened over the last couple weeks, okay? And I, I think it's it shows kind of a, a, a phenomenon of, of just what social media does to us. Here's another example of just the nature of the world we're living in. Um, we have a Tuesday morning prayer meeting, and in this prayer meeting, we had uh, a gentleman, we were talking about prayers, we were talking about people who had needs, obviously we were connected to, and one thing he said was, we really need to pray for the wildfires in Canada. Now, obviously, there's nothing wrong with this, like, that's a good thing, yes, let's do that, but it just got me thinking, you know, we're in a world today where wildfires in another country is breaking news. Like, wildfires in another country are things that we hear about. Yeah, you know, we we're we know what's going on with our family, our friends, our coworkers. We know what's going on down the street, in the other state, in the White House, in the Senate, in the other countries around the world, uh, the WEF, the CDC. All yeah, you hear all of these things constant, 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 and the nature of social media and the nature of you know just media today in general is that we always have this idea that we must comment. We must have an opinion. Uh, 
We must express that opinion. And it comes to this dynamic that then people feel like they need to be the first to comment, the first to have the opinion, the first to say, I told you so, the first to say you're gullible, the first to say, yeah. And, and there's this constant push of being on the cutting edge, being in the know, making your opinions known. And to be honest with you, I think it is incredibly unhealthy. It is incredibly unhealthy. Number one, we were not made to know what is happening at every minute of every day all around the world. We just can't fully process that. That's not the way our brains work. That's not the way that God made us was to be able to process all of this information all of the time and then to be able to just really think straight. Another thing is we are not experts at everything nor are we supposed to be. <laughs> Can I say that again? We are not supposed to be experts at everything. Therefore, we do not have to feel the need to comment on everything. That is okay. It is okay to say, I don't know. It is okay to say, I don't have an opinion. So what does the Word of God say on how we should react? How should we be reactionary? Should we feel the need to comment? Um, on every whim of culture, on every event, on every you know every moment, or should we? Should we not? How are we to do this in a very uh, intelligent way, in a very wise way? So let's look at what the scripture says. One way I, I think that this is uh, you know very good, and, and this is of course seeing when you look at James chapter one, he's of course talking about the context of hearing and doing the word. Um, but he talks about here in verse uh, chapter 1, verse number 19 of the book of James. It says, Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. Whew. Quick to hear or listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. See, the current nature of social media world is quick to hear, so you want to hear it quick, not to truly know, not quick in terms of may that be my first thing, but may I digest it super quick so that then I can be quick to speak and quick to anger. <laughs> it's like you you win a ribbon for being the first to outrage, <laughs> you know. But here the, the Bible is saying the opposite, that we should be quick to, to listen, quick to hear. That's not... So that way I can have my repost, so that way I can quickly comment on my opinion. But our first object should be to listen and listen to understand. Listen to truly understand what is happening. Now, when we look at things that happen around the world, we do not know everything about everything. Okay, We don't know the intricacies, the little details, the really small things that nobody else knows about that go into decisions, that go into situations, that go into so many things that we do not see. And yet, without all that information, we still think that we can make a better choice than the other person. Whether that be a pastor, they're not making the right decision for their church. Whether it be a politician, they're not making the right decision for the country. Whether that be your neighbor, they're not making the right decision on how to paint their shutters. I don't know what it is. But we think that we know better than everybody else and that we should know better than everybody else. 
And yet we don't have all of these things. You see, in reality, the vast majority of things are more complicated than we give it credit for. So if we try to act like everything is so simple and so straightforward when it isn't, then we think that we can know everything there is to know about, let's say, immigration in five minutes. <laughs> let's say we know everything there is to know about economics in five minutes. We know everything there is to know about this police incident in five seconds. And because of that, we then think that we understand things enough to give a reasonable and a reasoned and wise response. Yet, we know that's not true. Man, we don't even understand ourselves in five minutes. How are we going to understand another person in five minutes? So if we know this, we should then be like it says in the book of James. Be quick to listen, quick to be understanding, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Let's look at a few other verses. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 21, verse 33. It says, whoever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. Ooh, amen there. Whenever we understand that holding our mouth and holding our tongue is sometimes the best reason, it can keep us out of trouble. I truly think that especially on Facebook, on Twitter, on threads on wherever you're at now, Instagram, TikTok, I don't know, whatever is your social media drug of choice, is that when you understand that you do not have to comment on everything, you don't have to respond to everything, it can keep you so much out of trouble. I do like what Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29 says. It says, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth. Okay, well, what I'm saying isn't corrupting, it's just an opinion. But hold on. Let's see what he says in the positive here. Let's see what Paul says in the positive. But only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. So it's not just simply, I didn't say anything bad. I didn't say anything wrong. It was right. It's the truth. But is it? good for building up? Does it fit the occasion? Is it a word of grace to those who hear? Is it a building up word? You see, I think the vast majority of, of conversation and discourse that happens online is not full of grace, and it is not good for building up. It is good for tearing down. It's saying why this other side is wrong and you're right or why they're dumb and you're smart or why they are just completely ignorant and incapable of doing anything. And is that really a life, a tongue that is submitted to God? Because, I mean, we know that the Bible says that the tongue is a raging fire, right? That if you're not bridling your tongue, as it says a little later in James 1.26, that if you think you're religious and you don't keep a rein, if you don't keep a bridle on your tongue, you deceive your heart and your religion is worthless. How many of us have made our witness worthless because we can't practice self-control online? How many of us have made our witness worthless because we feel the need to comment on everything? Because we feel the need to almost, if we're being honest, be insufferable know-it-alls 
you know, maybe you do know better than this person. Maybe you do. Let's just give ourselves the credit that we do. But do we still have to do this? Do we still have to make the comment? Do we still have to be rash and quick in our judgments and in our words that we must speak it? Because we can speak the truth but not have love. That's why the Bible says speak the truth in love. And I personally do not believe that social media platforms run off of love. You see, they run off of these clicks. And what makes people click? What makes people comment? It's reactionary things. It's making them angry. It's making them frustrated is what generates more clicks, more revenue, more ads, more everything for the social media company. So if we know that, if we know that it, this isn't a platform that runs off of love and grace and building one another up, then we should be very, very careful in the way that we approach them. And uh, so we were talking about this in uh, Sunday school, uh, in our Sunday school class. Uh, it was either last week or the week before, of how there's this very beautiful thing on social media. It's called unfollow. <laughs> it's called unfollow. If something makes you reactionary, if something that someone posts constantly bothers you or makes you angry, why do you feel the need to follow them and comment? I think that's a legitimate question that we must ask. Why do we feel that need? What, what, is, what are we satisfying in our hearts? Is it that if we're being honest, and I think we should ask ourselves this question, do we enjoy being outraged? Have we come to love being angry and reactionary? Has it become a part of us? Have we so become addicted to strife because our culture certainly is that it's become a part of our everyday life, that we look for reasons to be angry and reactionary, that we look for reasons to be offended? And I think if we're honest, a lot of us can say yes. And, uh, you know, that's not, the, that's not the beautiful Christian life. You know, I would much rather have a 15-minute conversation with one person than sit on my phone and comment on Facebook for four hours. Because in reality, that's not going to change people's hearts. That's not going to change people's lives. Most of the time, what it does is it just cements us more tightly in our own little corners, on our little... Uh, cubbies of the world, and then we sit there and we are self-congratulating each other on how great we are, and yet we're missing out on loving people and truly speaking words of grace and building up, and yes, offering correction. Yes, being truthful, but doing it in love. And if our social media platforms aren't the best place to do that, then let's use wisdom. Let's use, like James says, let's be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Let's keep a bridle on our tongue. Let's not feel like the world needs our comment because if we're honest, they really don't. <laughs> they really don't. And so, hey, uh, I love you guys. I hope that this wasn't uh, too harsh. Um, it's something that I just feel deep down within me that, man, Social media is a great thing. It's a great promotional tool. The gospel is shared across social media so often all throughout the week. It's a tool, um, but it's not neutral. 
It's not, uh, it's not good and it's not bad, but it's certainly not neutral. It makes a difference. It pulls us in directions. Uh, and so I think that we should use it with wisdom, use it with love. And hey, if we're honest, most of us would be better off in our lives if we spent less time and made less comments on social media. So hey, let's be wise. Uh, you know, the Lord bestows wisdom, and in, in the Bible says, "Let anyone ask of wisdom, and God is faithful to give it." When uh, Solomon, who had all these, he could have asked for all these riches, he could have asked for any of these things. He asked for wisdom, and God granted him all of the above. And so let us ask for wisdom in this tech age. Let us ask for wisdom in the Facebook, the Twitter sphere, the the Facebook world, the TikTok universe, whatever you are on. Uh, let us approach it with a biblical wisdom. And let us uh, you know, speak the truth in love, but let us know when we probably shouldn't speak. Hey, appreciate you guys. Hit that subscribe button. Thank you so very much for listening, and we'll see you next time.